I don't want to stop it. Oh, man. I listen to that all day. All right. Thank you. Um, one thing we want to let you know, too, uh, anytime we send our people out on various great exploits for the kingdom, we want to make sure we give an opportunity to sow into that. So just as we send Danny out, uh, let's bless him as we send him out today. He's going to be in the back with a basket, as is our custom, and uh, sow into this man. This is a, a wonderful thing and a, and a beautiful ministry. Amen? So he'll be in the back right after. Um, we uh, were planning on um, talking, uh, introducing you guys officially to Scott and Michelle Flora, even though they've been here a little bit, and the Alabaster House of Prayer, but unfortunately, they're both sick today. So um, I just wanted to, to just bring you guys up to speed um, about one thing that we're doing. We, we've long believed the Lord was, was calling us to, to be a house of, of prayer and uh, that the Lord would, would begin to open things up as we did that. And we've had this prayer room, and uh, we, you know, got that all ready and beautiful, and it looks awesome, and, and we pray in there um, <laughs> at various times, uh, but we, we weren't really sure, okay, why is it that we have this entire room designated for this? Well, Scott and Michelle um, have uh, been networking throughout Lane County and, and have uh, had this vision for a, a 24-hour house of prayer. And the Lord led them here to us. And uh, so they've officially joined us in our, in our church, and that's why you've, you've seen them around. Well, because they've joined our family. Isn't that cool? And uh, they believe the Lord has, uh, has, has directed them to actually start their 24-hour house of prayer right here out of this building, right out of that room. Isn't that cool? So um, that's not a thing that just happens immediately. You don't immediately get 24-hour prayer going. So right now, they have it about 22 hours a week, and they have it scheduled um, when this is going to be. So, uh, for example, they go 6 to 8, Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 in the morning. There's uh, afternoon slots as well. So there's some, some uh, uh, postcards in the back and stuff, and we're, we're going to actually take some time and introduce them and, and have him share um, just a little bit about that as well. But here's, here's the key. Um, we're going to have prayer that goes up constantly from this building. I mean, that's pretty cool, isn't it? And this, although there will be some others in there that are going to be lifting up the, the entire valley, I want you to know that you're so welcome to come in and join. And I'm really excited about this, that, that we're going to have groups, we're going to have intercession and worship and stuff going on all the time. And, and you can just come in and pray, and you can come into the presence of the Lord, uh, get prayer, and pray, and, and uh, we're hoping that also can become even more of a, a part of our culture than it already is today. Um, so, that's cool, isn't it? So, we'll have some, uh, I think we have some stuff in the back, I think. If we don't, we'll get some stuff there, so you can see the times officially. Uh, also, <laughs> Beth Donovan is back with us. Welcome home. Stand up, stand up. She has... We've just had a whole fleet of people that we've sent out to YWAM, and we get some of them back. Um, so she's back, at least for now. <laughs> I don't know exactly what the future plans are, but it's great to have her. She was down uh, in mild stomping grounds um, down in Texas and uh, has some great stuff happen. So we'll be hearing from her um, soon in a few weeks. We have Carlton Mills coming back this week as well. Um, and he's been out in Thailand. Where did I, Beth, I forgot where you went on your outreach. South Korea. 
There you go. So pretty awesome. We send them across the ocean and occasionally they come back. So that's pretty fun. Um, so welcome home. And we look forward to hearing from you. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for being with us. We thank you for this body. Lord, I thank you that you pursue us so much. And so we just welcome you this morning and we open our hearts. In Jesus' name. It's a very simple, probably short sermon this morning. And sometimes I wonder, is there, am I missing something or is it really this plain? And I really think it's this plain. I'm gonna, um, I like to zoom out. I'm the kind of guy that I enjoy zooming out to try to get the big picture on something. And I really love what we have at Christ Center. I don't know about you. I love you guys. I love this church. I love the way that we roll here. I love the way that you guys roll, that we can be real with each other. And uh, I, I, I appreciate that so much. And, uh, you know, I think there, there's a piece of, of culture, there, there's, there's a thing that the Lord's doing in the church um, that, I think, that I think we have a hold of, and I'm excited about that, and that's the emphasis on the kingdom of God. I remember the emphasis wasn't always like that in the church. When I was growing up, for example, I was thinking about this this morning. I don't know why. Um, I was thinking of, of going into Christian bookstores before, and, and I don't know if it's still like this because I, I haven't bought music and like actual physical CDs. CDs are these plastic things that would spin and a laser would go through them. And, but I used to go to Christian bookstores and go into the CD section, and it would say, if you like these, you might like these guys. So if you like, you know, Nirvana, <laughs> 90s band, then you might like Common Children. Or if you liked, you know, whoever. And it was always a thing of, of let's take what the world has and let's get a Christian subculture, a Christian version of it. And, of course, there, there's good things about that, but as a worldview, I don't think it's terribly helpful. I think we tried to get Christian labels on everything. So this, this thing goes over here. Okay, well, that's what they do. That's what the world does. Well, we go over here and we do it Christian. You see what I'm saying? And, again, I get, and there's some helpful things there, and there were some correctives that that was dealing with, but unfortunately, what happened is then you had the world culture and the Christian culture, and the two never shall meet. And when they do, it's like the Christian culture is like some sort of alien creature, like, what? You know what I mean? Now, I'm, I'm happy to see that some of this has gone by the wayside a little bit. I, I remember one example, and the, the band DC Talk was huge when I was growing up. Um, anybody grow up on DC Talk? Yeah, okay, yep, there we go. And any Jesus freaks, right? Yeah, okay, there we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So DC Talk was huge when I was growing up. And uh, I wasn't ever a big, I wasn't ever a huge fan, but you know, I could appreciate them for, for what they were. And, and they, um, they had decided to do something that shook everybody up. You ready for this? Seriously controversial. We should probably pray before I even mention it. <laughs> they were gonna start playing for secular audiences. <gasps> yes. And that was in the Christian circles called crossing over. 
Oh, going to cross over. And it was a big deal. And people were like so disappointed. DC Talk is, they're starting to play mainstream. <gasps> and I remember, because somebody had, had been at their concert when they were sort of making this announcement, and people were nervous, and they said, don't worry, we're not crossing over without bringing the cross over, which you know, is a nice, fun little thing, <laughs> you know, okay. But there, see, here's the thing. They actually had the right idea, didn't they? See, here's the, the, the whole Christian subculture thing is not awesome at changing the world. <laughs> it's not. Now, in the last 15 years or so, there's been a wonderful new emphasis, almost like we've rediscovered, some, almost like we've found this brand new teaching that no one's ever thought about before, about the kingdom of God. Now, the reason that this is being talked about is because when you actually look in the Bible, you see, oh wait, that's what Jesus talked about, like all the time. <laughs> he didn't talk about what you need to do is copy what the world does only with a Christian slant. So instead of got milk shirts, you can have a got Jesus shirt. Ooh, I like it. People will fall on their faces and say, sir, what must I do to be saved? <laughs> Again, I'm having a little fun with it here. It's, it's, really, I, it, it's, it's really fine. I'm not saying there's anything uh, wrong with, with, you know, listen, obviously, with listening to Christian music or reading Christian. None of that, obviously. But I'm just saying as a big picture perspective, it's not going to be that effective. What is effective is having a kingdom perspective and saying, you know what we want to do is treat everything as valuable. That means this, instead of having this split of things that are holy and things that are <laughs> secular, <laughs> we need to say, you know what, it all counts. That's why in this church, you'll often hear Pastor Joshua say things like, you're all in full-time ministry. Now think about that. You're all in full-time ministry. You see, 20 years ago, this was not at all the emphasis, it was you had the Christian stuff and you had the other stuff. And if you were really good, then maybe you could become... <laughs> Which is hilarious. Really, it's hilarious. It, it, it's, it's totally absurd. And what we realize is that it, it, it all counts in the kingdom. So whatever it is that you do for a living, whether you sell insurance whether you fix cars, whether you build houses, all of this counts. You are yourself by being who you are, bringing Christ. You are showing your coworkers, you are showing your boss, you are showing your clients. And you, are, you can be like Jesus and they can have a Jesus encounter just by being with you. And not only that, when you fix someone's car, you are bringing the kingdom to that car. Amen? We have to go, I'm going to go to a Christian mechanic. And, and what, what is that? You want to go to a mechanic that'll fix your car. That's kingdom. You see what I'm saying? Because in the kingdom, stuff works. And when people have cars, they can drive to work and they can provide for their families. You see what I'm saying? It all counts. And I am so thankful for this perspective. And I will say this. Even with good perspectives, sometimes there are blind spots that we need to watch out for. And I think there's one, even in this, which I think is God's perspective. And I'm not, I'm not bringing a corrective word. I'm simply wanting to bring forward something that I see Jesus saying that we need to be aware of, that we don't let happen. Are you with me? We don't need testaments. 
in one of her testaments, there were mints with scripture verses on them? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now I am sort of poking fun. I was too far. <laughs> we just need good mints. Good Altoid will freshen your breath and make your coworkers not hate you, thereby bringing kingdom to the airspace in Janelle's office. Amen. All right. <laughs> not that it was bad. That suddenly sounds like it's rancid in there. All right. I want to <laughs> show you, I think, uh, an example of someone who got it, and I want to make sure that we get it too. Luke 10. Now, as they were traveling along, he entered, he being Jesus, a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet listening to his word, but Martha was distracted with all her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has let me do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, oh, Martha, You are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. It all counts. That's not to say that some things aren't precious while other things are merely important. Some things are precious. Some things are unimportant. We all know that, right? But some things are precious while others are merely just important. Jesus himself says this, Mary chose what is better. There are things, in other words, there are things that are priority, even though it all counts. The ministry of hospitality is a beautiful thing. I'll tell you, there's no place I've ever been like Mexico. I will never forget going on outreach uh, 2001 with George Nita to Monterrey, Mexico. And when I went in there, I would go, we'd go into these houses and they would bring you in and it's, it's, like, it's like walking into heaven. The smells that would be floating through that kitchen. You're like, I gotta sit down and you would wanna sit down because then they would bring you the most amazing food you've ever had in your entire life. They would love on you. They would surround you. They would pray for you. All these things. It was beautiful. And I thought, this, I've never seen a culture that exhibits the beauty of heaven's hospitality like this culture. And I think if you've ever been there, you've probably had similar experiences. It's a beautiful thing. Hospitality is wonderful, and it's awesome. Martha was really good at this. First of all, Martha needs a break, okay? Please don't pigeonhole Martha on this. I feel bad for her. I really do. I'm afraid she's up in heaven going, guys, it was one time. (laughs) Written whole books on Mary's versus Martha's. She's like, come on. Our glasses were dirty. It was one time. Usually it was Mary that was in the kitchen constantly. Be that as it may. (laughs) Hospitality is a beautiful thing. And that's what she's saying. She's saying, Lord, I, can you, maybe, which is kind of funny that she tattled on her sister there, isn't it? I mean, it's like, would you tell Martha to get in here and help me, Jesus? You know. And he says, you know what, Martha, in this instance, actually your sister chose the better thing. But wait a minute, I thought it all counts. I thought it's all kingdom. Well, it is all kingdom and it does all count. 
but there was something more precious about what Mary was doing at this particular time. It was kingdom, wasn't it? John 12, here's another example. Jesus, therefore, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Remember, Lazarus was Mary and Martha's brother. So he's coming back to their house. They were very close. So they made him a supper there, and Martha was serving, but Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with them. Mary then took a pound of very costly perfume of pure nard and and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples who was intending to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Now he said that's not because he was concerned about the poor, but because he was a thief. And as he had the money box, he used to pilfer what was put into it. Therefore Jesus said, Let her alone, so she may keep it for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but do not always have me. Mary chose what was more precious. You know what my concern is for us as kingdom people who believe it all matters? Is that we can de-emphasize being with Jesus because there's so many wonderful things to be involved in. I say this because I see it in my own life so much. In fact, I was struggling with this this week as I was thinking and praying about this going, I don't feel like I own this word. I feel like I want that more of this in my life. But my job is to bring you what the scripture says. And here's what Jesus says. This is more important. Not to say you can't say this unless you do it perfectly. So like the Apostle Paul, I say, not that I have already attained this, but I know that this is true. I know that this is true. That time with Jesus is the most precious thing. Period. Here's why Again, I, this is not a corrective word. This is a, 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 a word of, of warning and of, of, of concern. We do a lot of stuff in this church. We're involved in a lot. And I'm so proud to walk into someplace and say I'm from Christ Center. Because you know what? You guys are everywhere. I was so floored when we come in to Project Hope. And we have like 55 people showing up at Project Hope. Just one example. And just serving all over the place. And, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, we are representing here. Look at these people. I love these people. I am so excited that we are into missions, that we send people all over the world. And obviously I'm excited about that right now as the Lord's even given this new horizon, which is really an old horizon for us, but a new form of this, this Cuba thing, which is so exciting. And I say, I'm, I want to do that. There's so many things out there. There's so many kingdom things to be done that we are doing, that are all good. They're all amazing. In fact, the Lord's called us to all of them. We should not stop doing those things. However, it is so easy to push aside the thing that's most precious in favor of the thing that's only important. It's so easy to get so busy, even with really good stuff, that we end up prioritizing Jesus right out of our lives. And this is what I pray we don't do here. Because even though it all matters, the thing that matters more than anything else is knowing Jesus and loving Jesus. And if all we're doing is the stuff he's called us to do, then, well, really, I guess we're just sort of salvation by works kind of people after all. 
reminded of a story that Lauren Cunningham, the founder of Youth of the Mission, told prominently in his book, Is That Really You, God? And it was a story of uh, the, the first ship that they were going to buy. You guys, some of you are probably familiar with Mercy Ships uh, International. It used to be a part of YWAM. And uh, it's a, a massive uh, relief uh, agency. And they literally, it's a hospital on a ship. And they'll go and just park outside some village and do like hundreds of surgeries for people. It's just an incredible, beautiful thing. Well, this was a vision that Lauren Cunningham had had and some others to, 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 to be a part of Youth of the Mission. So there was a ship that they were going after. And of course, YWAMers have no money. This is Youth Without Any Money. It's just, that's what it stands for, actually. They just put on the Youth of the Mission thing after it. Um, it's also called Young Women After Men, um, Youth With a Meeting. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff there. But um, the, the without any money thing is always uh, uh, prominent. Uh, everyone races their own support and everything. So you've got, here we, uh, you, you've got this, this huge vision to buy a ship that will be a hospital that floats. They have no money for it, but they have this vision. They're so excited, and the Lord just seems to come through time after time. Now, they're applying for license and permits. They've even got a captain. Uh, uh, they've even got, you know, a whole crew that's going to go with this thing. They've got doctors. Man, this is going to be awesome. And Lauren Cunningham, as he's going to prepare for a conference, lies down one night, and the Lord shows him a vision. And it's a vision of he himself standing on stage, proclaiming, the Lord is, we, we've just gotten in all the money for, for the Maori ship. We've got it! And everyone goes crazy. And he's all excited. And he looks, and there's one guy that's not excited, and he looks, and his head's down, it's Jesus. And Jesus is crying, and he's turning around and walking back to the, the back. And he realizes something. He says, oh, God. We have gotten so excited about the vision that we forgot you. And he went to this conference when everyone's expecting this amazing final triumphant word, all the money's in, we can start this thing. And he stands and says, friends, we need to repent because we forgot Jesus in this. We got so into doing his work that we forgot him. And it became a pivotal thing. And for days, they were just on their faces. The Lord was bringing more stuff up about times that they had left him out. And he wants to be the center. Isn't that his right? We lay out biblical cases of the Lord pursuing and pursuing and pursuing. To me, one of the great themes throughout all of Scripture is the God who is with us. It's what he tells Moses over and over again. When Moses says, Lord, how in the world can you call me to do this thing? How, how are you telling me to stand in front of the most powerful man in the world and say, oh, let your whole slave force go? How can you tell me this thing? Who am I that I'm going to do this? And he's going, railing at God at his lack of credentials. And the, God says, um, I, he's almost like he doesn't answer the question. He says, but Moses, I, I am with you. Why are you railing about all that? I'm, I'm with you. What? Is there, are you missing something? Oh, I'm sorry. You thought I was calling on you because you're really, really powerful. Oh, silly you. I'm with you. That's how you're going to do it. I'm with you. And you see this all throughout Scripture of people saying, how, how? And the Lord's saying, I'm with you. What are you missing here? It's me that is with you. I'm the one. No, you're right. You don't have much power, but I'm with you. And you see that all throughout the Old Testament of the Lord pursuing and chasing his people just in order to be with them. And you know what? Then he actually comes in human form 
and his name is Emmanuel, God with us. And he's preparing a home for us. And it's not, not your own mansion. What is this whole thing for you got your own mansion? It's great for little jokes that you can tell about St. Peter leading to your mansion and it's got a, you know, an Oregon Duck logo versus, you know, those kind of, whatever, okay, those are, yeah, it's fun. But guess what? You don't get your own mansion. Sorry. You get a room in his mansion because he's your dad and he's bringing you with him. Do you see this? He's with us. So if he has made such an effort to be with us, the least we can do is say, yes, Lord, I will be with you today. It's such a simple thing, isn't it? Young people, we need to learn to disconnect. You have so much information coming at you all the time. Time with the Lord is the most precious thing. There are lots of things that are important, but there are very few things that are precious. Prioritize this. For some of you, you have prioritized it, but it's still merely an important thing and not a precious thing. The Lord wants to make that precious. It's more than seeking information. It's seeking a person. Friends, God is a person, not a human being. He's a divine, infinite person. And he just wants to love you. If he's made such an effort to be with us, the least we can do is allow him that. That's who he is. I think he's earned that. So as we are kingdom people, Paul, can you come? As we are kingdom people pursuing all kinds of wonderful ventures, as we're seeking and dreaming of the next thing that we can do for God and we're wanting to do great things and guys, this has been a, 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 a gnaw on me for years. Lord, I just want to do something great and the Lord's like, well, I'm kind of putting you in the middle of this like China thing, like you guys are like taking over China and all this, but Lord, it's just not, I just want to do something, you know, all these cries of my heart that are like, Lord, I, wanna, I want what I do to matter. I want to be significant and you know what? The only time I ever have that sense of significance is when I've sat with my dad and he says, you're my son. Now stop trying to be a pretender. Stop trying to base everything on the big things that you do and come and be with me. We cannot let the important things crowd out the good. It's time to set our hearts afresh. And to lock in and say, Lord, I got to let some things go. I got to move some things around because some things are out of order and I want to be with you. That's what I want to do. I want to be with you. Paul. Just let him talk to you. Father, 
never leave You are my treasure You are my gold The only thing empty hands Could ever hope to hold And my everything is you I find everything in you Give everything to you. Everything. When Mary came to Jesus, she pulled out the oil. And this 300 denarii would have been a year's wages, friends, a year's wages. In Oregon, on average, it would be about $36,000, $39,000 worth of perfume. And she comes to Jesus, this amazing man, unlike any she'd ever met. And she pours it over his feet. And she cleans his feet with her hair. And people look around and say, that's, that's a waste. And I think, I think this is our problem sometimes too. As we say, set alone time with the Lord, but I have so much else to do. And it feels like a waste you guys, I don't know about you, but I want to waste myself like Mary. I want to waste myself on him. And that's what he's calling us to. Can you see it? Can you see the difference between what is important and what is truly precious? Let's stand together. Lord, I just confess there's been too many times that I've jumped into the important and neglected you. And I don't, I don't want to do it, Lord. I don't want to let church stuff or anything else get in the way of knowing and loving you. Just confess, Lord, that we need you. We need you. And Lord, even more than that, we desperately want you. We thank you for what you've done. Lord, we just wanna, we just wanna meet you. We thank you for waiting for us. Lord, I thank you that you haven't abandoned us when we've neglected you. And we don't wanna neglect you. Thank you, Jesus. If you need prayer, I encourage you to come forward. Prayer team, if you can come up as well. Whether it's any kind of need, maybe it's just this, that you just feel like you need someone to pray over you for a new spirit, a new, even anointing for this, of waiting on the Lord, of being quiet, of setting other things aside. I really want you to come forward and get prayer for that if that's what the Lord's calling you to. Otherwise, we thank you for joining us and you're, well, you're free to go. We'll see you next week. Pray the Lord's peace over you. And I pray that you can be with him this week.
constant You are my friend You are the Father Never leaves. You are my treasure. You are my gold. The only thing empty hands. 